Welcome to our broadcast, everyone. I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for joining me again today. It's always a pleasure, always an honor to be able to share the Word of God with you. And I trust as you watch and listen today that you are going to begin to expect the goodness of God taking place in your life each and every day. Not occasionally, but every day. I wake up every morning expecting something good from God. You know, Oral Roberts was famous for saying, something good is going to happen to you. First time I ever heard him say that, I question, just like some of you are doing right now, how does he know something good is going to happen to me? Well, he learned from the Word of God that God has goodness stored up for those that love him. And I expect it to manifest in my life every day. So say that with me. Something good is going to happen to me today. And I want you to begin to expect the goodness of God to manifest in some way. It may be small, it may be big, but expect it every day. Now, we're going to take you back into the service where I was preaching Brother Kenneth Copeland and a number of other speakers and talking about this subject, expecting the goodness of God in your life. I want to encourage you to do that. Don't, don't, don't have the idea, well, that only happens to men like Jerry Svelte, Kenneth Copeland, Jesse Duplantis, or some great preacher. No, it can happen to you. You're one of God's kids, so you can be included. Watch them, take notes if possible, and then at the end, I'll be sharing a few things with you, so don't miss it. Amen. I heard the call of God watching Oral Roberts in 1957 on television, but I didn't do anything with it. I ran from it. But after I surrendered my life to the Lord in 1969, I wanted, I wanted everything I could get from Oral Roberts. And he had a primetime TV special back in those days. And I'd watch him. And uh, one time he, he, he ended his program with, I've just written a brand new book. It's called The Miracle of Seed Faith. He said, if you'll write to me and ask for it, I'll send it to you free and postpaid. I hollered at Carolyn, here's one we can afford. Get the address. <laughs> and uh, she wrote the address down. We, we ordered that book and I consumed it. I learned from Oral Roberts how to make God my source of supply. Hallelujah. And it changed my life. Amen. Now, I have not left those basic principles in 52 years. I'm still acting on the same things I learned in 1969, the very first time I heard it. The world has changed, but the Word of God hasn't. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. I'm still watching what I say. Uh, a person said to me not too long ago, Brother Jerry, I was preaching on that. She said, do you mean to tell me we got to go back to watching what we say? I said, lady, why'd you ever stop? <laughs> this is not like algebra, folks. You can just learn it, pass the test, and be done with it. You're going to need this for the rest of your life. Amen? And boy, if it's never been more important than right now, I don't know when it has been, put a guard over your mouth. Amen. Amen. Brother Copeland told me back in those early days, your problem is your big mouth. And that's not what I wanted to hear. I wanted him to say, it's that woman he gave a thou. 
But he said, your problem, Jerry, is your big mouth. And then he said, and you need to learn the vocabulary of silence. Made me mad. I didn't want to hear that. I went home after that meeting, got that favorite reel-to-reel tape off that player, walked outside, took that tape. I said, watch this, Kenneth Copeland. And I rolled it down the road. And I went in to get my other favorite tape. And as I was about to roll it down the road, the Lord said, the answer to your problem is rolling down the road. (laughs) I said, Lord, did you hear what he said to me? I asked him in a nice way, what was my problem? He said, my big mouth. I said, no, Lord, what is my problem? He said, your big mouth. I said, you got that off Copeland. He said, no, son, Copeland got that off me. (laughs) And you know, your big mouth will still get you in trouble. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. I don't think he's talking to me. It's never been more important than right now for us to watch what comes out of our mouth. And if you're sucking off that television all day, there's some things coming out of your mouth that are trapping you, that are binding you, limiting you, restricting you. Can you say amen? Amen. So notice here, oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Now, I want to read something that I learned recently from a couple of commentaries that I was reading. One of them said this, the goodness which has already been wrought dwindles in comparison with the goodness which lies in store. Wow. The goodness which has already been wrought, the goodness you've already experienced, and God has been good to me. Anybody else can say, God has been good to me? My goodness, he's been so good to me. But this says, the goodness which has already been wrought, the goodness which you have already experienced dwindles in comparison with the goodness which lies in store. Hallelujah. There's so much more in store. Say that with me. There's much more in store. Amen. Another commentary said, it is a treasury that can never be exhausted. A treasury that can never be exhausted. And it all comes, or it will come to those who anticipate it and those who are expecting it. He will display it openly in their behalf. Hallelujah. I think some good things are just ahead. You know, I was listening uh, in the last several days and I listened on the way over here uh, to some of the last messages that Brother Hagin preached. And uh, I never get tired of hearing Brother Hagin. And one of the things he said in a, in a prophecy that he gave, just a portion of it, he said, we are in the last days. And he said, and what God said will be done, will be done. There's no question about it. Well, here it says that he has goodness laid up in store, in reserve. Amen. Besides the goodness 
that we've already experienced. Well, when do we need it the most? When we get to heaven? No, we need it right now. 2021, we need the goodness of God manifesting in our behalf like never before. And I, for one, am expecting it. And I challenge you to do as well, do so as well. Now, it goes on to say, it's accessible to them when they need it. And it can never be exhausted. Uh, I read a story that took place a long, long time ago. And, and I want to relate that story to you. <clears throat> Many years ago, the ambassador of Spain, then the wealthiest country in Europe, once visited the court of Venice to arrange a treaty. One of the chief men of the palace led the ambassador to see the sites and later took him to see the treasury where he saw huge coffers filled with heaps of gold and precious stones. The ambassador asked for a staff and he thrust it down in among the coins. The Venetian prince said, why are you doing that? And the ambassador replied, I wanted to see if there is a bottom. And the prince said, oh yes, there is a bottom. The ambassador of Spain said, oh prince, there is no bottom to the treasuries of my king in Spain, alluding to the gold and silver mines which had belonged to Spain. That's what we can say about our God. There is no bottom to the treasury of his goodness. Poke around in it. You'll find out there is no bottom. It's inexhaustible. It's more than you could ever see need for. And I believe as we entered into 2021 that we are headed for some of the greatest days of unprecedented goodness that we've ever experienced in our lives. Can you say amen? amen. Somebody shout, I receive that. Proverbs, I mean, uh, Psalm 119, verse 68, proclaims, speaking of God, thou art good and doest good. Thou art good and doest good. Another translation says, you're not only good, you're the source of good. All good and perfect gifts come from above. Amen. He's a good God. <laughs> as Brother Roberts would say. And Satan is a bad devil. Satan doesn't do anything good and God doesn't do anything bad. He's the author of good. Can you say amen? amen. Nahum chapter one and verse seven from the Amplified says, the Lord is good, <clears throat> a strength and stronghold in the day of trouble. Now, I want to um, read something to you let me find it in my notes here. Psalm uh, 77, verse 11 and 12 from the Amplified. I will earnestly recall the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will earnestly remember the wonders you perform for our fathers of old. I will also meditate upon all your works and consider all your mighty deeds. What is he saying? It's important that we remember 
all the good things that God has done in our lives. It's faith building. It's faith inspiring. Amen. I look back over the years and I remember when God restored Terry, our youngest daughter's fingers, when they'd been cut off right behind his first joint. God totally restored them. There's no evidence they were ever cut off. The doctor said it was impossible, but God. I, I look back over the years of, of, of the times when Carol and I were just existing, believing for a decent car to drive, believing for furniture in our house, walking by faith. Carolyn would, uh, would point out to our girls what was in that room by faith. And she would say to them, now walk away from that space right there because that's where your bed will sit. That's where your dresser will sit. And so the girls would go in, the, in their room and walk over here. <laughs> so they would run into the bed that her, their mother saw by faith. And I remember how God filled that house up. And I remember when I came home one time, there was no furniture there. I said, Carolyn, where's our furniture? Well, I found somebody in need worse than us, and I gave it all to them. And we started all over. And God not only filled that house up, but gave us a better house, praise God. When I remember the goodness of God in my life, that first airplane, when it was impossible, impossible. God told me I wouldn't be able to fulfill what I was called to do without airplanes in my ministry. And he said, and I don't want you ever flying airplanes with debt on them. Believe me for debt-free airplanes. That was impossible. I'd never owned a debt-free car. I think we were still paying notes on the television. And I think we had one last note on the broom. You know? <laughs> We were in debt up to here. And God's talking debt-free airplanes. I said, okay, here we go. We began to speak it and we began to sow seed. Amen. I learned that from Kenneth Copeland. Speak it and sow seed toward it. Amen. And one day I had the Lord say to me, uh, do you really believe you received that airplane? I said, I do. He said, then why aren't you acting like it? I said, well, Lord, how does one act like he has an airplane? Get out on the runway? <laughs> he said, no, where do you plan to keep it? I said, at the airport. He said, do you have a hangar? I said, no. He said, then you don't really believe you've received it. I said, yes, I do. He said, then why don't you have a hangar? I said, well, Lord, uh, you get hangers after you get the airplane. He said, but I thought you said you believed you received the airplane. You're not going to argue with God. You're not going to win. I said, okay, I'll get a hanger. I went out to Meacham Airport. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to see. But finally, somebody told me who leased hangers. I went to see this man and I said, I need a hanger for my airplane. He gave me an application form. 
I filled it out. Jerry Savelle Company, Jerry Savelle Ministries, at that time, Jerry Savelle Evangelistic Association. Address, type of aircraft, left it blank. Single, twin, turbo, left it blank. In number, left it blank. And then I signed it, gave it back to him. He said, sir, you haven't completed the application. I said, yes, I did. He said, you didn't put on here what type aircraft you have. I said, I don't know. <laughs> he said, you don't know what kind of aircraft you have? I said, no, I don't. He said, well, is it single engine, twin engine, turbo, prop, jet? I said, I don't know. He said, you have an airplane, but you don't know what it is, and you don't know if it's single, twin, turbo, prop, whatever. I said, no, sir, I don't. He said, what's the end number? I said, I don't know. He said, do you really own an airplane? I said, yes, I do. He said, well, why don't you know these things? So I had my New Testament in my pocket and I pulled out and I read Mark 11. I said, are you a Christian? He said, yes, I am. I said, read what Mark 11:24 24 says. What things soever you desire, believe you received it and you shall have it. I said, I prayed. I asked God for an airplane. I'm believing for it. I've got my faith exercising on it or exercise toward it. And I believe I receive it. He said, well, as soon as it comes, come back and fill out another application. I said, Lord, I, I said, sir, you don't understand. I can't, it won't manifest until I have a hanger. <laughs> he said, sir, we don't rent hangers to people that are believing for airplanes. We rent hangers to people who have airplanes. <laughs> I said, I have one. He said, well, where is it? I said, I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And then finally he said, well, sir, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I said, you told me you were a Christian. I said, he said, yes, I am. I said, okay, when you get to heaven and God asks you, why didn't you give Jerry Savelle a hanger? You blocked him receiving his airplane. Can you live with that? He said, no, I'll give you my hanger. <laughs> And he gave me his anger. And it was just a matter of a few weeks and the airplane manifested, praise God. And I want to say to the glory of God, that was 10 debt-free airplanes ago. God has been good. Amen. So here he says, when I recall, see, instead of focusing on what's happening around you right now in the natural, spend some more time recalling this is how David defeated Goliath. He recalled the lion and the bear. Amen? I think too many Christians too often major on what's not happening instead of majoring on what has happened and what God says is going to happen. Are you still with me? Psalm 78 verse 4 from the message translation we will continue to tell the great marvels of our God, his miracles and power that have brought us thus far. Amen. That's what I just got through doing. Certainly didn't tell you all the miracles I've seen and all the marvelous things that I've experienced, 
But what I was just doing was exactly what Psalm 78, 4 said. We will continue to talk. We will continue to tell the great marvels of our God, his miracles and power that has brought us thus far. Amen. And folks, the best is yet to come. Can you say amen? amen? The best is yet to come. I want to encourage you this afternoon, not going to keep you much longer, to focus on what God says is coming. And I don't think we're talking about a hundred years down the road. Remember in Isaiah, arise and shine for thy light is come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. One of the characteristics of the glory of the Lord is the goodness of God. It's his manifested presence, his manifested power, and his manifested goodness. And it says, and the glory shall arise upon thee and it shall be seen upon thee. And God's going to use it like a magnet to draw unbelievers into the church like never before. Not only are we headed for unprecedented manifestations of God's goodness, we're also headed for an unprecedented harvest of souls. Because the apostle Paul said, the goodness of God leads to repentance. When they see the goodness of God on us, they see all the goodness of God that we're experiencing. Somebody's going to want to know how you're doing it, where it's coming from, and there's your opportunity to tell them about your God. Amen. Give the Lord a shout if you believe it. Praise God. Amen. Now let me wrap the teaching session up with something the Lord said to me here not too long ago. Let me find it. Twenty twenty is now over and the new year has finally come. So get ready for more and more rejoicing in twenty twenty one. The things that I have planned will surely bring you great joy. Blessing after blessing after blessing. That's what I will deploy. Never have you witnessed such goodness that you shall see. I'm pouring it out in abundance so that you will have greater victories. Things you've stood in faith for that same would never come. They'll manifest shortly and every battle will be won. Keep your eyes on me and your trust in my word and regardless of what others say, you'll not be disturbed. A great year of favor. That's what you'll testify to for abundant overflow is soon coming to you. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say, I receive that praise God. Abundant overflow is soon coming to you. Hallelujah. And you know, I'm already receiving. I began preaching this in our church uh, back in October. And each time I've had an opportunity to preach there, I've, I've talked about this abundant overflow. And we are already receiving tremendous testimonies of abundant overflow that are happening to people, not only in our church, but people that are partners with our ministry all over the world. And God's no respecter of persons. What I strongly suggest is that you get your eyes on what he says is happening in the spirit realm. Get your eyes off of what is happening in the natural realm and begin to expect to experience. In other words, 
what's happening in the spirit soon manifest in the natural, in your life. Look at your neighbor and say, I'll do that in Jesus' name. is about to pour out His goodness on His people as never before. Today's special offer, the Expect God's Goodness Package, contains Jerry Savelle's brand new three-part CD series, Expecting the Goodness of God in Your Life, his inspiring book, Expect the Extraordinary, and his revealing book, Experiencing More of God's Presence and Power. In this package, Jerry teaches how you can walk in favor with God, how to receive God's goodness, how to see beyond your circumstances, and God's plan for abundance. Develop a faith that isn't moved by what you see, what you hear, or what you feel. Become completely convinced that God's goodness is on the way. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Expect God's Goodness special package. God is good and is the source of good. Order now to discover the life that God desires for you, expecting His goodness. This concludes our series on expecting the goodness of God in your life, and I trust it has been a blessing to you. It's been a joy being able to bring it to you, share the Word with you, and I am expecting good reports. Write to me and share with me how that good things are taking place in your life. And I want to encourage you, get up every day expecting the goodness of God. Now, let me close this out with Psalm 27 and verse 13 and 14. David said, I had fainted, or in other words, I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good, uh, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord." Notice what David said, if I had not believed, and once again, if you truly believe what God says, then you're going to expect it. So you could say, if I had not expected to see the goodness of the Lord, I would have fainted. And another translation says, what would have become of me? So it's important that you begin to expect the goodness of God taking place in your life each and every day. Amen. And then Another scripture I want to share with you before we close, Psalm 23, verse 6, and you know it. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Now, the fact that he said, surely, he's confident. He's expecting it. So every time you quote that psalm and you say, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, what you're actually saying is, I am confident of this. I'm expecting it. And put the amen at the end, because that means so be it. Amen? So be it. Once again, before we leave there, and this last time I'll make this offer to you, Expecting the Goodness of God in Your Life, three CDs, Expect the Extraordinary Book, and then right along with it, Experiencing More of God's Presence and God's Power. The ordering information is on your screen, or you can contact us at jerrysavelle.org. Order it, and we'll get it to you as soon as possible. Join me again next week. We begin a brand new series. I look forward to seeing you then.
Bye-bye.